Thanks for joining us for another episode of Reading the Bible Responsibly. I'm glad you're back. Thanks for continuing to listen to these. I'm so grateful for those of you who've let me know that you're tuning in. Thanks for uh, being interested in this topic with me. Hope you'll continue to share these out and let others know who might be interested. So last time, our topic was God's name is not God, and we looked at the story in Exodus 3 where God reveals his actual name to Moses, and his name is not God, it is, as best we can say in English, Yahweh. So once we know that God has a particular name, what do we do with the command not to use the Lord's name in vain? And to work on that, we're going to go to Exodus chapter 20 and look at the Ten Commandments. This uh, command is the third command, at least in the numbering we're probably most familiar with. So if we go to Exodus 20, verse 7, we could also look at the retelling of the commandments in Deuteronomy 5. We get this. This is from the NIV translation. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Other translations you might know of render it differently. So like the King James, New American Standard, Revised Standard, English Standard, talk about not taking the name of the Lord in vain. The New Revised Standard says not to make wrongful use. Uh, Eugene Peterson's paraphrase, the message says, don't use the name of God in curses or silly banter. Let's say just a little bit about the original language behind this. The Hebrew word that you're going to see rendered vain or misuse is the word shav, and it means empty or vain. It can also have a meaning of false. If you skip down a few commandments and read don't bear false witness, the same root going on there. Uh, It just means emptiness, right? So there's a lot of ways that could be not just translated, but interpreted and applied. For devout Jews, the way they dealt with this is just not to use God's name altogether. It's kind of like how they have worked out the Sabbath. If the command is not to do any work, then the solution is to not get anywhere close to doing work. So it has to do with counting steps or the exact kind of tasks you can do. Well, one surefire way to make sure that you don't misuse God's name is just not to use it. And they even did this when it came to passing on manuscripts. Hebrew did not originally have vowels. I know that that might seem strange to you, and you might wonder how you could read something without vowels, but if I gave you a novel that didn't have vowels and only consonants, you could actually get pretty close to reading it. You're used to reading the first and last of words, and your brain fills in what's in the middle. Now, you do run into some trouble, for instance, with words like dig or dog. Which vowel do you put in the middle there? But again, context would probably help you get pretty close to what the accurate word is. But Hebrew didn't originally have vowels. They got added later, and the vowels in Hebrew are basically lines and dots under and above the consonants rather than in between the consonants. When they added vowels to the Hebrew scriptures, They added the vowels to God's name in such a way as to render it almost unpronounceable. They put the vowels in weird spots so that if you're just reading through Hebrew Scripture and you come to Yahweh, you're going to be alerted that you're about to say the name of the Lord. And so you probably wouldn't even say it. Often when people are reading Hebrew and they come to God's name, Yahweh, they will say Adonai. That even happened to me when I was taking Hebrew classes. Our teachers followed this custom. And when we came across this word, and we're reading it out loud in class to learn it, we would say Adonai. Some English translations tried to get at God's name using the word Jehovah. 
And without getting into a lot of details, that comes from taking the consonants from God's name, Y-H-W-H, making them German, because that's where we got a lot of these words, and then adding the vowels from Adonai. So you then make something pronounceable, and you get a semi-accurate rendering, which is Jehovah. Now, I'm of the mind that you shouldn't throw around the word God carelessly or any name that has to do with God. And so, like in my house, we don't do the OMG stuff. Even though that's not God's name, as we said last time, I don't want to use sacred words in meaningless or empty ways. But this command about not using God's name in vain has less to do with actually pronouncing it or saying it. It's more than just not using these words as an exclamation or an element of surprise. It's really about attaching God's name to our selfish pursuits. It's basically about not playing the God card to endorse our schemes. That's what it means to use God's name in empty or vain ways. It's not just using it, but it's attaching it. It's asking God to endorse human selfish pursuits. So here's why this matters. We can actually be more faithful when we see that this command not to use God's name in vain is less about the actual use of the generic word God and even less about the use of God's name Yahweh and more about the ways we use those names in selfish ways to endorse our own agendas. I really like how Dr. Diane Langberg put it on Twitter recently when she said, We do not protect God's name by using godly words to cover ungodly deeds. So what does it mean to use God's name in vain? Again, it's less about actually saying the words, although, as I've said, I think it's important to treat those with respect. But it's more about how we attach God's name, God's cause, God's endorsement to our selfish human schemes. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate that you're here. I hope that, again, you'll share this and subscribe and leave a review. That sure helps if you're willing to take just a minute to do that. And I hope you'll contact me. I've got a list of topics that I'm planning to address, but I've got plenty of room to incorporate some things that are interesting to you or that you might like to see us discuss here on the Reading the Bible Responsibly podcast.